And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Not a good day, guys, but let's keep pushing forward. I think I used those lines this morning. I texted it to somebody. Any hoosers, uh, I'm watching this couple that is having a, uh, if you're watching the video, uh, again, I am back in the car. Uh, but I'm watching this couple that just drove down the street. I'm not going to say which street I'm on. And they are driving as slow as possible. They're obviously looking for someplace, but they can't make it. I don't think. But they, they drove in there in front of me, and then they just turned down this way. Citadel sticker on the back. They look like parents, older white people. So that means that uh, one of their children goes to the Citadel College here in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I think it's in Atlanta. Who knows? Who cares? Let's get to it. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff to go through today. I don't even think I said that, but we got a lot of stuff to go through today. Okay, so listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I really don't want to timestamp this. I don't want to make a mention of uh, news that happens immediately, but uh, this, this is a big story, and I do think it's very important that I talk about it. Me of all people. Me. I, I think it's important I talk about it. Stop screaming, Chad. Oh my God, these people are having so much, such issues navigating these streets. All right, so uh, there was a there's an actor on Empire named Jesse Smollett. Name's a name. Uh, great actor, great singer, and <laughs> if you haven't paid attention in the past week and a half, he uh, said that he was uh, assaulted in the in late January. Very sad story. It was he said it was it was a racial thing, racial profile thing, and that these people attacked him. And they said this is MAGA country. I received a text message, and uh, and and all this stuff. Uh, so you know, obviously, being a he's a he's a gay black man, and being a black man myself, I, I you know I, I find it I have to side with him, as with most people. So as you most people, as most people, okay. All right, so uh, this morning he was arrested <laughs> for lying about that assault. What happened was basically this. There's a timeline that The Rap put together that uh, Jennifer Moss at The Rap put together. Uh, how police busted Jesse Smollett. And we just we still don't know. This is uh, apparently I mean, his case went to a grand jury yesterday, and they said he was guilty. They said this guy's lying, McLyerson. Uh, which led to this arrest, which led to Chicago PD did all they could. And what, what's worse is, is that I, I was listening to an episode of Never Not Funny This Morning. The host, Jimmy Pardo, uh, he weighed in on the topic and he's a very liberal guy and he's from Chicago. And he said the area of Chicago that this happened in is, in is, uh, is not a part of Chicago that it would have happened in. So uh, Jesse basically lied. Uh, but this, this, uh, but there, there's a, they, they have, there's a, they have their timeline up. Uh, so it's going from, this is all from uh, commander of area central detectives, Edward Wadnicki. He said Thursday morning that uh, the two offenders, uh, uh, there's a full scale investigation that went in and it was looking to it as a hate crime. He said the two offenders, the brothers that uh, Jesse worked with on Empire for a hot second. One of them was a trainer, I believe, his trainer, I believe. Uh, there's a whole thing. Apparently, Chicago PD said they have a $3,500 check from Jesse uh, that paid the partners to fake the uh, whole thing. Now, apparently... They the so apparently this all started because 
Jesse wanted, and this is in this is in this report, this police report, and it's in the rap article. Jesse wanted more pay for Empire, <laughs> and he's apparently sent a letter with cut up, like, uh, you know how like they used to do, like kidnappings used to happen. <laughs> The kidnappers used to cut up magazine letters and stuff and then put it it's like they just glue each different letter different size different color letter and then send it out that's that's essentially what they did that's exactly what they did actually and they sent like a racist letter and it to jesse uh and by they i mean jesse and his partners they sent this like racist letter to to the, himself and and then that was it that was supposed to be like hey this is scary Take it seriously, Empire crew, staff and crew, and apparently no one did, and that was a whole issue. Uh, but yeah, we so this is what uh, Wadnicki said. We located approximately 35 of our Chicago police pod cameras in the area, and in the areas that we determined, these two persons of interest fled. Basically what they did was they looked at all the cameras around in the area, uh, found out where the two brothers went, and this is how they captured the two brothers and, you know, and made them uh, suspects. Uh, persons of interest rather then they they the brothers went to a cab and then that was the end of that and uh, they they talked to the cab company uh, and then you know went to the brother's house got i think they got like a bunch of they got a bunch of warrants and i don't want to say the number i think they got like 20 warrants or something like that they got a whole bunch of warrants went inside and this is after 47 hours of them being in custody that's crazy and they told the story, they documented everything, and they caught him. And they, they went to the apartment, saw all these cut-up <laughs> saw these cut up uh, magazines. Why do you still have the magazines? They have the receipts for the, uh, the rope and all this. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's a, whole, it's a very crazy thing. I urge you to read into it because it's uh, stupid. It's dumb. I can't believe we fell for this. <laughs> but, and then what if, like, I was talking to a friend. And she said, what if he's not lying? And I said, I know, I know. What if he's not lying? What if he's not lying? And this is just all coincidence. But what if he is lying? It really sucks that this all happened. But I urge you to read it. They have a check. And then they're going to get $500 upon return. I don't know what that means. But now he's in jail. Now he's he's in in police custody. I don't want to say jail. So check it out. It's a very interesting timeline, and it just gets crazier and crazier from there. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, let's talk about the Oscars for a second. Oscars are coming on Sunday, this coming Sunday. And I don't think I'm going to talk about, I mean, you know, barring anything major happening at the Oscars uh, on Sunday. I don't think I'm going to talk about them next week. So, and you know my feelings. I think Green Book, oh, I don't think I've ever talked about this. Uh, the more I hear about Green Book, the less I want to see it, A. And B, the less I think it should be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, there are movies... It's, it's, like, it's like when I was listening to a podcast this morning talking about... Uh, I hope you can hear the workers that are working next to me. There's a guy working on his house. Uh, or a, uh, Yeah, they're like sanding the and power washing the, uh, <laughs> the stairs to his outside deck. And now there's a city worker, what looks like, yeah, a city of Atlanta worker digging in the dirt with some type of uh, long pole. He's not, he's not digging with, the, with a shovel. He's digging with a long metal pole. But what sucks is, so uh, I'm not going to talk about the, I'm probably not going to talk about this, but I don't, but I think, so I was looking at podcasts this morning. I got off, I got way off track. Uh, so I was listening to a podcast this morning talking about the Oscars and they were t- essentially, they were talking about 
the movies that were nominated for best picture all this stuff. Um, basically saying now there's a man on his porch. He's like, why is there a truck parked in front of my house? Why is there a guy at his Chevy Volt looking at me? And why is that guy digging in the ground <laughs> with a metal pole? And he's just sitting there drinking coffee out of a mug. Any hooser. Oh, he's going back inside. Any hoosers. <laughs> this is all crazy. Why am I even doing this anymore? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, any who's, who's, this car has driven around three times already. This Nissan Altima. Any hoosers. Uh, I, and, and here's the conclusion I came to with, with this green book fiasco. Uh, the family of the black guy that Mahershala Ali was, uh, portraying in the movie. They don't agree with, they say that entire movie is wrong. <laughs> Nothing is right in this movie. And, I'm going to be, I'm not inclined to believe them, but I would rather side with them because I don't want to see this Lifetime movie that was made uh, by a director that I think is uh, fairly competent at what he does. And his last name is Fairly, so it's Peter Fairly. <laughs> he's very good at what he does. I think he's a good director. And then, you know, we come out with a, we come out with a movie like this. Um, but Green Book should not be nominated I, for, for best. I think, it's, I think it's because, you know, these these academy voters which the academy is maybe like what two three thousand people big now strong <laughs> two three thousand people strong and uh and and so we have so we have all these people uh, of course they let in uh you know since the uh quote-unquote oscars so white scandal scandal quote-unquote again uh from 2015 they they let in they let in this class of and i've done a news time on this so definitely check it out i was actually done, i think i've done like two or three news times on it but Around this time, actually, a lot of a lot of this is around this time. But they let in all these these new people, and these uh, new people are people of color and women. They're trying to differentiate themselves, and it turns out just check the stopwatch. And it turns and, and then and now all these people are like, okay, well, you know, we don't want to have another Oscar so white fiasco again. Let's just nominate many of the the now the now oncoming onslaught of uh people of movies with people of color and women and that's where you know that's where for emmys and golden globes that's where uh you know all these all these new shows prior to you know you know all these new shows and movies are getting greenlit because uh, obviously the studios are like okay well yeah we do need people of color women but then we have all these new shows and movies getting uh that have been greenlit and then you know they're just being upheld because their movies and shows with people of color and women. Uh, case in point, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> a show that's only about white people <laughs> and women empowerment. <laughs> and people love it. And it's, and it. I mean, it's a good show, but, you know, we just we just think... Uh, or, or Black Panther. Black Panther being nominated for uh, a Best Picture nomination because people in the Academy feel it has to be there. But it doesn't. Because again, it's a superhero movie. Same thing for Green Book. There are there are movies that are nominated that are should be nominated. Then there are movies that are that shouldn't. We're just nominating ones because we feel they have. Well, the uh, voters feel they have to be there. If I was an Academy voter, I would definitely tell you if I was, but I'm not. Um, so uh, that's where you know we have movies like Roma, which is a beautifully orchestrated film. And I think it's I think it should be nominated. But then again, you know, if this was four years ago, would it be nominated at this point? Uh, it's like it's almost as if this is like a placebo effect where 
we have all these movies that are nominated and we don't know if they should be because, you know, the the white voters are feeling some type of way because they're like, well, maybe we should give everybody a chance. I'm not saying that they they felt that way, but uh, there are just better movies that should be nominated. Blind spotting. Sorry to bother you. Uh, I'm going to keep naming movies. There's one more. Uh, Black Klansman is great. It's nominated, uh, but I don't think it's going to get its due because it's it's sitting up there with the upper echelon of uh, a popcorn movie and a Lifetime film. And then, uh, you know, of course, you've got The Favor and Roma and then all the other ones. So that's my two cents. I thought about that. Now that we, I just think that people feel guilty. Uh, and... Uh, now the Oscars are uh, are in this uh, this this thing. They were gonna say they said that they weren't gonna air a bunch of awards because they're trying to keep everything down. They don't have a host. They don't want to air all the awards. But then they're tricked into well, not tricked. They are yelled at into airing all of these awards at once, and which is good, which is great. I just think that is uh I think that's perfect. They shouldn't they shouldn't renege on I mean, I'm sorry, not renege. They shouldn't they shouldn't have not tried to air awards in the first place. Oh, now here comes the I think the homeowner. And he's looking at cable. This must be a new development. This house. It's a great house. I hope nobody looks in this car right now and sees a guy talking on his phone. Uh, on his phone, on this microphone. It's a phone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello? <laughs> For those not watching the video, which is all of you, I pretended that the microphone was a phone. So the Oscars said they weren't going to air all the awards. And then Quentin Tarantino and I think, uh, oh God, Scorsese and Spike Lee, they all got together and wrote this letter. Or better yet, someone wrote this letter on behalf of them. And uh, now they're gonna now they're gonna air all the awards that uh, weren't gonna be aired, like cinematography, film editing, live action shorts, and makeup and hairstyling. They're going to be presented. Uh, this is from the Hollywood Reporter, Carolyn Giardina. 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 That's a great name. That's a great name. They have the whole letter. That comes uh, from America's Cinema Cinema Editors, International Cinematographers Guild, Local 600, Motion Picture Guilds, uh, Editors Guild, Local 700, uh, uh, IATSE, and Cinematography Festival, Cameridge, Cameridge. At this at press time, ASC and the California IATSC Council released new statements. Uh, you can go read the letters yourself. It's it's old thing. But the filmmakers, they they like I said, they wrote a letter. Academy reneged. Moving on, same thing from the Oscars. The latest. This is from the uh, AV Club, written by Shannon Miller. The latest to get booted from the Oscars ceremony. Colin, all those non-famous people. I swear that guy's gonna come over here. <laughs> hey, you can't do that here. Or he's going to invite me in and say, hey, do you want to record inside my house? I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, we become great friends. And he gives me money. And he becomes my sugar daddy. <laughs> okay, I'll stop talking. Uh, the, all right, so Oscars can't get rid of uh, awards. What do they do next? They say we're going to get rid of, they get, they get rid of the host. They also say we're going to get rid of the regular people. That's true. Yes. You know how Kimmel, when he hosted, he had uh, vignettes with regular people on the street saying, did you watch the Oscars last night, even though the Oscars hadn't aired, and then they say something stupid. Uh, yeah. 
So they do that, do that kind of thing. And God, that guy is a young man and he's driving a Tesla. Oh, Jesus. What am I doing with my life? Sitting in a car recording a, pod, a podcast no one listens to. So they're going to get rid of the regular people segments. They're going to get rid of the stuff where you see regular people. They don't care. If you're, if you're basically, if you're not, I'm not kidding. This is, this is what they, they said. If you're not famous, if you're not anybody, then they're going to get rid of it. Uh, this is from lead producer Donna Gigliotti. That's a great last name. Uh, Shannon writes, Shannon Miller from AV Club writes that, is that her name? Yeah. <laughs> she writes that uh, Gigliotti wants you to know that it's not that she has anything against non-famous people. In fact, some of her favorite people are not famous people. <laughs> That's very funny. That's a very snappy way of writing. Uh, this is from Gigliotti. I love everyday people. I ride the subway with them every day in New York. Everyday people don't get me ratings, which is kind of a douchey way to say <laughs> that they don't matter and we're not gonna we're not gonna air anything like that. So there we go. That's it. They're not gonna air regular people. Listen, I want to take a real quick break. When I come back, we're gonna talk about Jennifer Salk. Amazon's Jennifer Salk. I think she's the president. And some stuff that she they have lined up. Amazon has lined up to the best Netflix in the coming year and movies. Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back to the second half of this show. I spent a full minute in silence listening to this conversation outside of my door and answering text messages. Uh, I, I hope I leave it in. <laughs> I really do. Okay, long long pause, sorry. <laughs> I just swallowed there as the longest pause uh, in my life. Okay, so last week was Sundance. Jennifer Salk uh, and Amazon, they bought a slew of movies that I think they spent the most out of any studio. They spent the most money out of any studio, which makes sense because I think they have the most out of any studio. But that's all because of Jeff Bezos and his billions. Like they just, like they went to, da- to Daddy Bezos is what I was going to say. I stopped myself. I was like, no, no. But I'm saying anyway. They went to Daddy Bezos and said, please, 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 can we have some money to buy some movies? And then Daddy Bezos is like, okay, you can have some money to buy some movies, but you got to do your homework first. Uh, it's hot in this car. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I want to go home and I'm eat. I want I want to go home and I'm eat. <laughs> Uh, Amazon Amazon Studios spent $47 million on a bunch of movies. I think, yeah, five films. $47 million on five different films. And I will read out to you what those films are. Uh, uh, They spent uh, uh, $13 million on uh, Late Night, which is, I think, Mindy Kaling. It's written by Mindy Kaling and starring her as well. And I think it also stars uh, Claire... Kate Blanchett. Don't quote me on that. Uh, within a matter of days, Amazon bought uh, Brittany runs a marathon for fourteen million dollars for world rights. Late night was uh, bought for thirteen million dollars for U.S. rights, making it the highest U.S. rights purchased film. The only highest U.S. distributed purchase film purchase in history. Thirteen million dollars. A lot. They set a record. There we go. 
Uh, the report for $14 million for uh, dollars of world rights, Honey Boy for $5 million, and uh, One Child Nation, which you can uh, guess is about $3, million, uh, $3 or $4 million. I did the math. Um, now, these are I'm getting this information from uh, Deadline and The Hollywood Reporter, the Deadline article. Uh, they're both interviews with Jennifer Salk. One of them, I, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on one of these, uh, the one of the people that performed the interview, conducted the interviews, but uh, one of them is a better interview. <laughs> I'll tell you which one. The Deadline one. It's by Mike Fleming Jr. and uh, it's called Jennifer Salk on Amazon's film future, Sundance deals, and the late night selfie that won her Britney runs a marathon. And then the other interview is from the Hollywood Reporter, like I said, and it's from Rebecca Keegan. Uh, Amazon chief Jennifer Salk unveils film plan to battle Netflix colon 30 movies a year Q&A which is true Uh, so Amazon has about 15 movies in their lineup right now and they have an eight movie deal with uh, with Jason Bloom uh, who's the horror guy he's the horror producer and they have a couple of so that means you know they have uh, uh, what is that I said 15 movies plus eight that's what 20 (laughs) Jesus three Four, something like that coming out. Roughly 30 films annually. And they're going to continue. So with the Jason Bloom ones, uh, if you'd notice, they, with their last movies, uh, Beautiful Boy and uh, with the new, this newest one with Nicole Kidman, Cold Danger or something like that, Cold War, uh, they, they, they're in theaters for a little bit and then there's like a three-month window and then they are released on Amazon. Uh, and uh, so there, uh, Salk essentially in both these interviews, she said that there, there's a car coming. There's a car trying to pull out. It's very scary here. Uh, she said that there's going to be different release windows now for these shows and uh, for the movies. Excuse me. There's going to be different release windows and all these things, and uh, they're just going to be distributing movies a little bit differently. Um, Netflix traditionally, which is uh, which is why you know people like the con like the con film festival was mad at them or traditional. Um, moviegoers are mad at that. Well, people who really care about movies. People like me. Poopoo who are losers. Poopoo who are losers. And don't really have uh, lives. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm the coolest boy in town. Talk to my new friends outside here. <laughs> they they really only care about that. So let's let's look over. The, I want I want to pick out a couple of the questions and the answers that have really stood out to me. Um, this, this introduction, uh, the, the prelude to the interview, uh, the deadline version, it's really good. Really good. Uh, apparently, so Roma is a Netflix film. Apparently within the, this, uh, interview, I learned that, uh, they, Roma had been shopped. Roma is one of the biggest movies of this, uh, movie season. And it had been shopped to Amazon. And, uh, she said that, uh, Salk is sad that they didn't, weren't able to land it. All right, so let's move on in. Uh, they talked about Woody Allen. Nope, let's not let's skip over that. We already had our sad talk uh, at the top of this episode. Uh, so, like like she mentioned that they're doing the twelve to fifteen movies per year already. Uh, in addition to direct to service strategy, so that means, like I said, the Jason Bloom thing, uh, Cold War. They want, oh Nicole Kidman's going to start doing. Um, uh, <laughs> What she calls, what Jennifer Salt calls, sexy date night movies like Cruel Intentions and Basic Instinct. So expect more movies of that, <laughs> that nature coming out in the coming days. Um, 
let's see. Uh, these the films they bought at Sundance are expected to get traditional re- uh, theatrical releases. So we're gonna see the movies that they bought, the movies that they spent fifty million dollars on, uh, released in the theaters for a period of time. Uh, she says that uh, Amazon is gonna continue to be aggressive at um. Uh, uh, Sundance and festivals in order to uh, buy, procure movies. Uh, that's a giant truck that just drove by. All these big cars. Oh, now they're looking. Oh, he's calling somebody. <laughs> something, they found something in the ground. And, uh, okay, so anyway, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's look at these acquisitions. Late Night was the first big deal from the festival. They talk, she talks about her relationship with Mandy Kaling. Um, and how the goals are different for uh, Prime. Let's see. I th- I found I had quotes. I should have written down the quotes that I really wanted to pull. And they talk. They go through all the movies that they bought. It's a it's a very interesting talk. Very interesting chat. Uh, they talk about why she chose a movie uh, that stars Shia LaBeouf. Uh, what Viola Davis is going to do next with them. So many different things. It's a great set. Of interviews, like I said, the deadline one is uh, loads better. <laughs> is a loads better, and uh, you know they have they have these movies coming out. It's gonna be great. Listen, I should have written down the quotes. I really wish I had the quotes. Now I'm like, no, I look like an idiot. I look like a jerk for for this. Oh, he's, he's grabbed the plate. He's running back across the street. Oh, he's just gonna put a metal plate over it. So this is cable. I think they're doing cable. This guy. <laughs> Does this matter? Oh, one thing she also uh, talked about, Salko talked about, was the movie Life Itself. So what they did was they bought this movie, Oscar Isaac, Olivia Wilde, and they re- they were going to release it in theaters. I think it didn't uh, perform well with test audiences, so they pulled it from theaters. Uh, turns out, like, th- turns out they were right because the media beat it up and uh, it, and it just didn't score well. I think, like I said, aggregate. I said this before, aggregations don't matter. Aggreg- aggregate. Um, movie review websites don't matter but it got a 13 percent of rotten tomatoes it just it just did not perform well uh and uh, yeah but they amazon spent 47 million uh in contrast to netflix which spent 22 million dollars and new line which bought i think one movie <laughs> oh this is a uh, total this is a this is a, a chart on uh, the Hollywood Reporter Sundance spending spree. Amazon has spent far more than anyone at this festival this year. Yeah, so this is today of uh, this year. Uh, Netflix bought Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Vile, and oh, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Oh, I remember that movie. Uh, knocked down the house and American Factory. While Amazon bought five whole movies. It's very interesting to see these uh, these how how aggressive these uh, uh, movie studios are getting, especially something like Amazon, which the Prime Video thing I don't think is performing as well as uh, you know something like a Hulu or something as especially as a Netflix. But they I don't think they can I don't think they're they're not exactly even though whenever someone mentions you know net, major Netflix competitor it's never Hulu it's always Amazon. Uh, I don't think. You can always you can sit down and say that Amazon can go tit for tat with Netflix, uh, which is which is the number one, which is why I, I would bring it up. It's very interesting. I but I do think that 
Amazon can't has what it takes because you know they have. She talked about the Lord of the Rings series that's coming out soon. Uh, she apparently they have the the writers the writers room is working on it now, which I can only imagine is like five white guys, and they are in uh, they are. This is very true. This is what she said, so I assume it to be true. They are locked in a room. And uh, you have to you have to use your th- uh, fingerprint to get in there. There's a guard outside the room. The windows are taped shut, and it's very secretive. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what this Lord of the Rings TV show is going to look like. I would be very. This is. I mean, they spent a lot of money on that. They spent a lot of money in these movies, uh, and uh, you know, none of these streaming services are in the green, uh, except for. Yeah, and that including movies, TV shows, and music, uh, with the exception of Spotify, which is now currently in the green for a hot second. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, you know, compared to the, the new prestige players, which include Apple, uh, coming out within the next couple of months, and Disney coming out soon, there's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what Amazon is able to cobble together uh, in terms of, uh, when when Salk mentioned in one of these interviews that she came from television, so she said that um, when what she was looking for on television is uh, what is this show? What is it getting me? Is it getting me ratings? Then we will keep the show and we will make it live long. But now that she's on uh, on Amazon and Amazon Prime and Amazon Video, whatever whatever they're calling it, then she's looking for something that's not that. I think I just closed. okay. Hold on, let me see. She's looking for it was advertising dollars, and you can tell and so what and then the TV was wherever you could sell Netflix. Here, she says, it's basically this is from the Hollywood Reporter of uh, interview. How are you enhancing Prime membership, and how are you bringing new subscribers to Prime? So that would be if they had The Man in the High Castle. That show is ending with season four this coming year, uh, this coming television season, uh, the 2019-2020 television season, and. She and so and that show is uh, it's it gets positive reviews. I assume it gets decent ratings and uh, it's one of their prestige shows, one of the most talked about shows on the service. Uh, That and Goliath, I think the Billy Bob Thornton show. What else? I can't name. I can't name many Uh, ABC murders. I want to see. I've I watched one episode of what is it called? Electric City. Philip K. Dick's Electric City or something like that. Uh, but yeah, there we go. So uh, check out both those interviews. They they offer something new things, uh, and and you know they she talks about the Alexandria uh, uh, Ocasio Cortez documentary that they ha- that they were gonna buy and then they pulled out Amazon as a company pulled out of their New York headquarters after Alexandria Ocasio and a bunch of other people were smack talking them saying, Hey, it's going to be bad for the city, <laughs> which is, which might've been true, but there you go. And, uh, how awkward that was. Anyway, check it out. They're good. Listen, I'm going to go home. I'm tired. Uh, Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com where there's, uh, interviews sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> people keep saying no to me. I had one no, and I haven't asked anybody since. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to make a call uh, as soon as I get home. <laughs> and then, uh, so we got that. And then also, head on over to youtube.com slash comedy to see a video version of this podcast, as well as 
uh, News Time, which is the premiere show for C Plus Comedy. It's a news show. Check it out. I don't really care. It's an entertainment news show. It's great. I love it. Um, and this week's episode is oh, it's about the All Star Game and how uh, and how it changed in the past couple of years for the better. Uh, so check it out. I wear jersey, show off my arms. <laughs> this is the douchiest thing I've ever said. Check it out. Uh, subscribe to us on Instagram and Twitter at C Plus Comedy. Same thing for me, Instagram, Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. This has been fun, but I gotta go. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Bye.